Let's all go to the lobby, la lobby, la lobby. We are back yet again with another One Real In podcast. With me as always, Marco Dupa. What's up? I'm Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Uh, and this this One Real In is going to be a little special. Uh, we are coming in with the new rollout. A fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Not So <coughs> Sober October. Should I throw like a... Drum roll in yeah, there. Please. Yeah, please. Please do. <laughs> uh, Marco, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, so, Not So Sober October <laughs> went off with a resounding <laughs> success uh, last year, the year before when we did it. It's a um, loose term, success. <laughs> it got it got loosey-goosey. It sure did. You're talking about loose loose terms. It got, it got wild. <laughs> yeah, it got it wild. Yeah. And so uh, last year we kind of ramped up to one of the highest – uh, ABVs that you can find in a store. Sure. And uh, this year I decided we're going to start with that <laughs> and see how this year's uh, Dogfish Head 120 Minute fares. And Obi, without further ado, please give us that cold read, baby. I'd, I'd be so happy to. Uh, it goes as follows What you have here is the holy grail for hopheads. This beer is continually hopped over a 120 minute boil and then dry hopped for over a month. Enjoy now or age for a decade or so. This is the Dogfish Head 120-Minute IPA, the Imperial India Pale Ale. Age as well. It's 12 fluid ounces. Where's my ABV? Where's that at? So <clears throat> they, don't have, uh, they don't have the ABV because the way that it's made, uh-huh. it could be anywhere from 15 to 20%. Okay. So <laughs> they can't put like an actual. It's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a range in my alcohol content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, without further ado, let's open these babies <sighs> up. There you are. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. There's a uh, a caution symbol on the lid here. There is. Yeah, there is. Sick. <laughs> Again, uh, very frightening uh <laughs> pour it up see what she looks like oh Ooh. Yeah. look at that color i said this off the air but it looks like syrup yeah it really does look at that an imperial ipa Ooh. imperial ipa brother Ooh. all right let's clink them and drink them <laughs> oh, oh, oh my excuse little. me. There you go. Oh, we didn't. Oh, it burns. That. It burns. <laughs> burns. All right. Fuck. I just <sighs> took a little sip of it off my finger. <laughs> oh, <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in the back of the throat. Yeah, it's just it's Oof. just for it's just a game. You know, it's just a game. What's the <laughs> point of that? Do you like you, it's like the one chip challenge? Yeah. Dude, by the way, when we sometimes mm. we review these beers and the value of them comes into question. Sure, yeah. Rarely, but, you know, occasionally mm-hmm. it's uh, so strange that we need to comment on it. And this, I don't know if it's, 
outside of the ordinary mm-hmm. or if it's something that I, I don't know. It, these things were hella expensive. Yeah. They're not fucking cheap. So if you see these in the store, if you're Humble listening to brag. this and you're like, <laughs> no, no, I, I had to get rid of Frank. Sorry <laughs> to, to afford these. Throw them up on the screen when you say that. <laughs> just so people know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll just pull a clip from the Bat Squatch episode. The Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. But yeah, they, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's, let's rock and roll. All right, well, well mm-hmm. uh, as I choke this down, we will be covering a movie that is a pseudo-remake slash sequel uh, to a franchise that, I mean, I won't speak for you, but growing up was definitely in the zeitgeist of horror classics. Oh, yeah. Um, it is Candyman, the 2021 version. Uh, directed by Nia DaCosta, uh, who is actually going to be helming the Marvels coming out next year in 2023. Um, so, Didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Nice change of pace. I did a little research for a change. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I know. Look at us. Did you get a haircut? I did not. I have it up in a bun. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for noticing, though. Um, written by Jordan Peele, uh, Wynn Rosenfeld, and Nia DaCosta. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say exactly, yeah, I know, <laughs> it's already hitting my head, I'm sorry for the ums and uhs you may hear on this show, it is unprofessional, but we're, we're struggling. Yeah, it might, uh, it might get, it might get <laughs> might weird, get weird. Yeah. um, that's part of the fun. Yeah. So, I should preface by saying, uh, we are doing, uh, every week moving forward uh, we got a little pushed off of our schedule thanks to hurricane ian uh but we're back on schedule and we're going to be doing every week coming up one real ends on horror movies but not just horror movies but horror movies helmed directed created by uh black and brown directors writers producers etc etc um because we think that just deserves a little little spotlight it's important yeah a and lot of them are making good Horror movies. Sure. And, uh, you know, just felt like I need to do a little spotlight. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, again, we're starting with Candyman 2021. The original came out in 1992. Um, obviously, well, maybe not so obvious, but came from the mind of Clive Barker, a uh, uh, big horror head. Um, his short story called Forbidden. And um, from there, I mean, again, turned into a, I mean, a, pretty big franchise that has a lot of lows the further you go the worse it gets <laughs> as yeah. these uh unfortunately so often do um budget was around 22 million and it made back 77 million worldwide mm. so a success <clears throat> yeah all that being said should we get to the story let's do it let's do it let's uh let's breeze through it let the people know if you haven't watched it. Well, number one, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, thanks. But also, uh, maybe you should if you don't want it spoiled. Because Please. the one real in <laughs> is a full on spoiler cast. It is. So we're not going to hold any punches. Yes. And it's currently available on Prime Video. So go ahead and check it out. Mm-hmm. That's how I watched it. Yes. So if it's good enough for Marco, it should be good enough for you. <laughs> and then I tried to watch Drunken Master. 
The original, the OG from like 1978. Okay. Yeah. Not that good. It's not. But we could talk about that later. Not, but just yeah. throwing that out there, it's just not nearly as good as the one from the, uh, 2000. No. I mean, Drunken Master 2 is a Stone Cold classic. Sure. Yeah. First Drunken Master. No. Jackie Chan calls a, a, a lady a bitch for like no reason. <laughs> aren't like, you are, stupid bitch? Are, 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 aren't there? Like, whoa. Aren't there absolutely unnecessary boobs in that movie too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The I, whole thing is like a weird. It's a weirdly paced comedy, and you're like, but then, but then people get murdered in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's I don't strange. Know. Yeah. Golden yeah. Harvest type stuff. I, you know? I stumbled upon that one in the bargain DVD bin. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah. And I watched it, and I said, huh? <laughs> but a movie I did not say, huh, after watching <clears throat> was Candyman 2021. Nice, nice very nice. Um, so Candyman 2021, in essence, is about a... Uh, Technically 2019. Oh. Yeah. Right. It, it was actually done, and then the pandemic pushed it back. Yeah. Yeah. So released in 2021 uh, at long last. <clears throat> Uh, which, you know, thinking about it, it, it would have been nice to see in a theater, like a packed theater. Mm -hmm. That would have been a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but alas. Um, the movie itself is about, in broad strokes, a, oh, pun intended, nice. an artist um, in a sort of upper middle class uh, living situation with his, his uh, girlfriend. Uh, they seem sort of like they're reaching into the upper crust of the art scene in and around Chicago. Um, but also trying to, um, I guess, find a way to be socially conscious with his art. And who I'm speaking of is Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, uh, who's playing Anthony McCoy. Nice. Did you have to look that up, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. Okay. Uh, no, I mean how to pronounce his name. You always say that. You always <laughs> say that with, with Yahya Abdul Mateen II. I mean, it's not it's not the easiest name in the world. Uh, it's, it's it's easy. It, it it's pronounced you know as it's spelled. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if it's an African name, apparently African names are pronounced phonetically. I didn't know this, yeah. but I guess they are. So I guess that makes them pretty easy. Sure. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Quote me though. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yes, Anthony McCoy is this artist living with his girlfriend, Brianna Cartwright, who's played by Tiana Paris. Um, and yeah, it seems like they're kind of reaching into that upper crust of, of the art scene. There's a lot of pretentious people in their, their friend circle. Um, but you know, he's, he's, he's an up and comer. He's trying to make a name for himself. And, uh, you know, he decides to go to, uh, Cabrini Green, which I didn't know this, I didn't realize, was an actual neighborhood in Chicago. Mm. Um, so even though the uh, the actual like <coughs> high-rise buildings are, have been destroyed, uh, there are still some buildings in the, the outlying area that are about to be destroyed because there's going to be some new developments coming for the, you know, wealthy people so there's like real gentrification the theme some of the themes that they touch on in the movie are actually happening in real life to the yeah. neighborhood of cabrini green right which is i mean surprising how real it is yeah <laughs> because i you know you you kind of assume these situations ah, that you know they're making up a neighborhood name they're making up places because they don't want to 
I don't know, get sued maybe, I don't know, or mm. or hit a hit a point a little too finely on the head. Yeah. But no, they uh, Cabrini Green is a real place <laughs> and really facing gentrification. Yeah. Um so yeah, like you were saying that's that's a major uh theme in the movie, but what uh Anthony McCoy is is doing is is he sneaks into what used to be Cabrini Green to try to learn more about this area and there's at this point we already heard the ghost story of so the that's candy the man. that is the reason he goes to cabrini green right is because his girlfriend's, girlfriend's brother. brother tells him the story yeah the ghost story of the candy man yeah. which if you don't know is that if you say candy man five times in a mirror he will be summoned yeah. and kill you but he basically surmises the plot of the first one that's yeah. the that's that's the um the ghost story. Yeah. But told from the perspective of Helen, the main character in the first one, mm-hmm. being a psychopathic killer. Right. Because that's what they thought she was. Yeah. Because Helen was actually possessed. And <laughs> listen, I haven't seen the first one in a long time. Okay. I saw the first one as a kid. Okay. So, so she's not possessed. Bear with me. <laughs> She's not possessed. She's haunted by the Candyman, who wants her as his bride, essentially. Yeah, yes. Um, because the Candyman in this legend was killed for having a relationship with a white woman. Uh, he was a slave, right? He was not a well. He was a he was a slave turned wealthy artist for right. wealthy white people. And right. That's how he met her. Right. So he was doing portraits. Yeah. And they ended up falling in love. Mm-hmm. You know, the other white people found out, weren't happy about it, yeah, and killed him, yeah, right. So, uh, in the first one, a yeah, yeah I, I saw it, I saw it. He's gone, he's gone. <laughs> when he comes back, all oh, buddy, all right. At least it's not a bee. We can smell the sugar. That's, That's it's it's out. this. Uh, yeah, right. That's, <laughs> it. it <laughs> he can smell it. Yeah, you know. Well. Um, so the first movie, it has to do with a reporter, right? She's a reporter. <laughs> am, I, am I getting that right at she's least? She's a, um... Book writer. Yeah. No, I, no, no, no. She's, <laughs> she's, she's, I, I, I believe she's doing a thesis. I think she's in college. I think okay. she's working on her master's. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless, she wants to write about uh, Cabrini Green. Yeah. And so that's how she gets involved. Um... In reality, she's trying to stop the Candyman, but what it looks like is she's trying to sacrifice a baby. When she's really trying to save a baby yeah. who's been taken by the Candyman yeah. at the end of it. So yeah. she, at the end of the story, gets killed. She burns alive, but she saves the baby. But everyone thinks she's crazy. Yeah. Because she keeps getting pinned for the murders that the Candyman's doing. Right. Because she's always around right. the victims. Yeah. And the thing that... Another cool thing that they do in the first one, which I found this out after going back and like reading about the first one, I don't remember the end where she kills her boyfriend mm-hmm. and then she becomes basically like the legend. Yeah. She be, yeah, she's like part of the yeah. mythos now. She becomes part of the, which legends are a big part of this movie too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> cutting back to the plot, um, you know, the artist finds out about that legend, 
decides to investigate a bit more about it to see if he can get inspired to to do a new art piece because he's got, uh, he's going to try to be featured in this this art placement that's coming up with his friends. Yeah. And so um, he does. He ends up running across a former resident of Cabrini Green, and he owns a laundromat. He just gets to know him a little bit and says, "Oh yeah, I know all about that Candyman legend, whatever, whatever." Um. Oh, he's played by Coleman Domingo, and the uh, character's name is William Burke. Uh, he was fantastic, incredible. That's why I specifically <laughs> called him out because I thought he had a great performance. Mm. Um, this is at also at the point where he gets stung by the bee, right? While he's at important. Cabrini Green, yeah, right. He gets stung by a bee. He goes, ah. <laughs> Dude, if I got stung by a bee while I was like trying to take pictures, that'd be it for my day. I would be so upset. I, I would, I would, I just cry. Yeah, I, I would be very. I'd be like, you know, my day's ruined. Yeah, I'm going home. I'm going. Home. I'm gonna go put ice on this. That's it. I'm going back. That's yeah, yeah. I'm gonna paint a landscape now. <laughs> uh, I'm over it. I'm not. I'm definitely not uh, engaging in any more ghost stories after no, that. My day's no. ruined. Yeah, the the movie's over. Credit right. rolls as I walk out of Cabrini Green and <laughs> yeah. to like a fucking Walgreens to get right. <laughs> to get like aloe and stuff. I'm done. I'm done. The Cabrini Green Walgreens. <laughs> the um, Cabrini Walgreens. So after that happens, he you know he gets stung, but he is at that point inspired, right? By the bee sting. By the bee sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's with just, anger. He's filled <laughs> with anger and pain. Um, but no, from there, uh, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but he starts to get visions of the Candyman. Uh, he doesn't see the Candyman yet. He's he he's only seeing he sees them in like his dreams and stuff. But that's yeah. not that's only alluded to. Right. So he right. starts painting them. Yeah. He's seeing he he's painting his nightmares. essentially. Yeah. yeah. But he's starting to get these visions in in his sleep, um, and. It's inspiring him to make these like really visceral and violent images. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's he's starting to be consumed by it though. Yeah. Like he's he's like, I can't do anything well, else. I'm so, just doing this. So, and this was kind of. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this at, at when we kind of start talking about pros and cons and whatnot. Sure. But he he's stung by the bee, and the and and that's that is implied to be an important thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Then he does the candy band thing. With, uh, uh, what's her name? His girlfriend? Yeah. Uh, Tiana Paris, uh, who is playing Brianna Carter. Brianna. I wanted to call her Barbara. <laughs> I'm like, Barbara's not right. Brianna. So they're in the, they're in the reflection and they do it in the apartment. And right. it's, and it's this throwaway gag because the second he does it, he shows up in the reflection mm -hmm. and you if you're not paying attention you'll yeah. miss it kind of thing yeah it, it's like spotting a ghost in the background of, yeah. a, of a, a scene yeah it, it's really creepy it's very it's very well done. well done yes um yes. but the i guess my issue my beef is and we'll get in i, I know we'll get into his importance mm -hmm. mccoy's importance but he's stung by the bee it kind of feels like to me it didn't really matter if he did the Candyman thing he was already there yeah, stung by the bee. He was already, already kind of by, feeling. The, he was already told the story too uh, by William Burke. Yeah, which I should say the story itself it gives us a flashback scene of what happened supposedly in in Cabrini Green at the time. Yeah, um, which was 
this takes place after the events of the first movie, right? This flashback? No. no, it was before. It was before. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a flashback to the Candyman we know. Yeah, it's a different. It's, 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 it's his Candyman. It's his Candyman. Which uh, we're starting to cross streams here, I know. Yeah, I guess. St- stay with us. Yeah. But so his recollection of who the Candyman is was. Uh, <clears throat> You know, he went down to his his uh, apartment laundry, and he found a hole <laughs> in, yeah. in the wall, and candy just started to fly out of it. And so he's like, what, "What's going on candy here?" Just started spraying out of it. <laughs> yeah. And so he goes and picks it up, and he he sees a guy coming out, and um, it turns out this guy he's just a uh, he's just a homeless guy, right? Yeah. And he. It wasn't violent. He was just trying to, you know, kind of keep keep the kid calm, give him some candy. But because the police were after someone, they were after him. They were after him. He, <clears throat> <laughs> the kid, thinks he's a monster and runs away, yeah. screaming, which alerts the cops outside that he's down there, and the cops proceed to murder him. Yeah, and so. Thus, the legend of that Candyman is born. Well, there's, there's just one piece that's missing from that. Hmm. He's, he's falsely accused of putting razor blades in candy and giving it right. to kids. Yes. So that's why, that's the why they're looking after for him. him. Yeah. Right. But, but it, then they find out that he was innocent. That's exactly. why it's important because right. they beat him to death. Right. And then you find out that he was innocent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, we find all that backstory out. Uh, he gets sung by the bee. Uh, he's starting to paint his visions. They do the Candyman ritual. Mm-hmm. And so from then, uh, he, he gets his basically his art placement done. He gets all of his pieces done. He puts it out in this, his, this friend's art gallery. <laughs> And people are calling it really pretentious. Yeah. There's like an art critic there who... Shit it on. Shits on it. Um, but I'm it has not getting shitted on right to my <laughs> face. Not not, not me, no way, no It way. was rough. It was it, pretty fucking brutal. It was really mean. Uh, like unnecessarily mean. Well, and, it, and I like that, you know, it's this white critic telling this black artist that he's like basically aping on this idea of gentrification. It's just like she's... Over it as yeah, if it's yeah, a yeah. thing you can I get be, it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. And I was. Okay. I just, it's a very, it's a really well done sequence of like, they touch on a lot of themes yeah. that are, that are pretty, that are still going on and they're pretty important. And, and the it, way that yeah. they do it, it's pretty deftly done. And, and I will, I will get to it with my general feelings on the movie, but that's what made this movie stand out to me so much mm-hmm. was it could have very well been a dumb slasher movie. Or even just fun, you know, like a, just a fun slasher movie. But the amount of real ass like points it makes, and and how, like you said, deftly it handles very heavy subjects, I found inspiring. Yeah, that was really good. Anyway, so he gets it out there. People aren't digging it. Uh, he has pretentious friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know. Uh, essentially, he gets upset. His his girlfriend tries to call calm him down, but he's like, "No, let's just get the fuck out of here," and, and they leave. He has a drunk outburst and insults. People. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it, they could have used more like 
context clues to show like he was getting drunk and belligerent because he just had a beer in his hand. Yeah, he just had one beer, and, and I was like, that seems like a lot. Yeah, like show him having shots or something, or like downing yeah. a bottle before he comes in. Yeah, but no, I was like, he's mm. one beer. He's hanging off in the corner. He comes back and he's like, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> you're like, for real, bro? <laughs> for real? Wow. Get the one beer. You need to go home. Mm-hmm. You pretentious fuck. So <laughs> they leave. And we uh, we see the the one of his kind of friends who talks shit the entire time anyway. Yeah. Um, and his his young uh, apprentice that he's also boning at the same time. <laughs> apprentice. Um, yes. <laughs> My apprentice. Do it. Do it. Suck um, it. <laughs> suck it. <Yeah>. Unlimited power. <laughs> um. So uh, we we cut to them at the end of the night. They're closing up, uh, and do they do the Candyman ritual? They do. They do. And that's what happens. They do. So, so we should we should say that his his installation his art installation is to do the ritual. That's why. That's how the legend spreads. Is his installation is to there's a there's a mirror. Uh huh. That's it, it kind of looks like almost like a uh, like a medicine cabinet yeah. mirror yeah. and you open it and inside of that is all of his like, you know, brutal paintings. Yeah. His visceral brutal paintings like in the dark and it looks very moody and whatever. Mm-hmm. But the outside of it is just that glass mirror. Yeah. And like the installation is called Say My Name and he has right. this instructional thing to do the ritual. Right. Right. So that's how it's that's how it spreads. Yes. So, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, they do the ritual, and in a really cool scene that stuck with me for a while. Yeah, you start to see that like glimpses of the Candyman, and then it's a, it's a full on like um, Invisible Man remake yeah. style like <laughs> attack where you don't see him, but you see the carnage he's causing. You only see him in the mirrors, basically. Yeah, and um. I just thought that was, it was really cool. The way that they handled up. those, some of the kills like that. Yeah. Fucking incredible. Amazing. Loved it. And the, uh, there's like a really cool atmospheric shot of, I think it's a projector projecting like Cabrini, Cabrini green back in the day. Yeah. And like, you see the, the <clears throat> hook like cut across it. Yeah. I, I thought that was like really cool atmospheric and like creepy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they get killed. <laughs> They get killed yeah. real bad. Uh, honorable mention to the guy who plays the uh, the art art installation guy. Yeah, the or the curator rather. Sure. Who, who was terrible in this? Yeah. Just awful. Yeah. I I couldn't believe that they didn't just try again when his <laughs> girlfriend gets murdered in front of him, and he's like, "Is this real?" And you're like, "Yeah, man. <laughs> Maybe react a little differently." Yeah, he was. Her bad. throat was cut, and you don't know how. Yeah. She's bleeding profusely. Yeah. Maybe react a little different. You sound like a, a Resident Evil character. <laughs> Is this real? Is this a Jill sandwich? And then he's and then he runs towards the door and he's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then he and then he just gets brutally murdered, which yeah. is awesome. But right. like, yeah, he was uh he was terrible. Yeah. He was terrible. He's the uh in my opinion, he's the worst part of the movie. Yeah, he's, for sure. He's, one million percent the least convincing yeah everyone else is fantastic yeah uh e- including his girlfriend 
She was really, I yeah. thought she was really funny. The like Joy Division reference was funny. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, we get it. You like Joy Division. Mm-hmm. But he was terrible. Yeah. 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 He was awful. I agree. I agree. Anyway, he's not there for very long. Yeah. So he gets killed. Thank God. Uh, Thank God that guy got murdered. <laughs> I'm happy about it myself. <laughs> so it cuts to the next day. Obviously, their bodies are found, uh, I think, by his girlfriend, right? Yes. His girlfriend comes in the next day. Super traumatizing for her. Yeah, yeah. So. She comes back to the apartment. Uh, it, it's um, it's Anthony. It's Santano. Yeah, it's his girlfriend uh, and his girlfriend's brother. Yeah. Um, and they're watching the, <coughs> the news report of the murder, the murders. Excuse me. And um, you know, everyone's obviously like really traumatized by this, and like, oh my god, like this happened to somebody we knew, and. And Anthony's like, yeah, press. They said my name. He's psyched about it. He's like, it's kind of cool, man. Which, you know, little little duality. Not duality there, but like a little uh, hint at say my name. Uh And, you know, that the importance of being called your name. uh, Right. And he because he's he's still under the he's still under the impression that like. He's trying to make it. He doesn't believe that any weird shit is happening. Like, they just got murdered by somebody. And they just so happened to name drop his installation. Right. And he was like, sick. They said right. my name. Well, and I take it at this point, like, he's already being corrupted. Yes, definitely. Definitely. You know? The, like, the, the, the way that he's reacting to it is, like, not normal. Normal. <laughs> yeah. He starts getting the dead eyes around here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, What's like, going yeah. on? Shark eyes. Uh, meanwhile, his hand starts to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we start putting two and two together at this point and yeah. saying, okay, he's being corrupted by the spirit of the Candyman. Yeah. Um, okay, so from there, uh, let's see, what happens? Does Is this when the art critic comes around on his piece yes so she brings him back in for an interview about the piece because now that there was a murder Mm -hmm. literally directly in front of his piece right it puts the piece in a new light right now everyone's a buzz about anthony mccoy a buzz and this this is a this is a reoccurring theme until we get to the climax of the movie, which is that he is now this on the rise artist. So that kind of informs some of the some of the other things that happens in the movie is like the art critic wants to talk about him, the other uh, curator wants to talk about him, and all kinds of sh- they, they're like now he's now he's starting to get famous because right, of this. right. So that's part of it. Yeah. So he gets invited uh, to her place to to get an interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. He goes over there, and at this point, he's he's starting to kind of freak out. Yeah. Because, okay, so another another cool scene, um, you know, they're they're talking. She goes off to do something. Yeah. Powder her nose. Powder her nose, right? Yeah. Take a shit. You know, white people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> only white people take shits. <laughs> only white people take shits. Um, <clears throat> Only white people say they're going to go powder their nose <laughs> and then either do cocaine or take a shit. Yeah. 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 But never powder your nose. I've never heard a, a, a black person say, I'm going to go powder my nose. Yeah. That's fair. So Just throw that out there. That's <laughs> a white people thing. I'm glad you did. Even if they're going to take shit. Yeah. I, I think honestly, it's the best policy. <laughs> so, 
You just got to say you're going to take a shit. Yeah, just say you're going to take a shit. Because yeah. I'd rather hear that than like, I'm going to go do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying even if you're just going to go do cocaine, you'd rather Hearst just say, I'm going to go take a shit. No, no, no. I'm saying As I would she comes rather. back really energetic. I would rather. It's like, honesty. Yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. I would rather honesty. I'm saying, okay. like, if a girl is like, I'm going to. Well, no, no. You know what? I would rather honesty. If she's going to so go. So you're do, on a date and she just goes, I'm going to go do some coke real quick. <laughs> you sit right there. I'll be back. Well, I would rather that than for her to come back and now she's all fucking wired and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> did she go in the bathroom and do coke? Also, why did she need to do coke? Did and you know what? I'm the greatest person of all time? <laughs> exactly. What did she need to do that for? <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I would. I would prefer, yeah, honestly, I would love to know the direction of a date that halfway through she's like, I'm going to go do coke. And then she comes back and she's like, I'm all done. <laughs> now it's like, I would honestly be interested in the rest of that date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not leaving. If she tells me she's going to the bathroom, she's like, I'm going to go powder in my nose. Wink, wink. I'm going to go do coke. You sit right there. Don't go anywhere. I'm like, you better fucking believe I'm not moving. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to get back. This is going to make great content. No, I just seriously. I yeah. mean, at the very least, it's content. Well, you got to respect her more, right? For sure. Are you kidding me? I mean, One million percent. She brutal gets honesty, if nothing, elicits respect. Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Kind of. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's the kind of <laughs> chick that might. I mean, the coke thing might. That's gonna be a problem. Maybe. And, that, and that's yeah. something that we're gonna have to talk about. Could be. Yeah. It depends on how often she's doing it. You sure. Know, some people have a little fun on the weekends. You know, yeah, a little, little booger sugar. Who, like, I, who are we to judge? Exactly. Yeah. Who amongst us? Me, I haven't. Never, I never but either. <laughs> <laughs> who amongst y'all? Yeah, but if, not amongst uh, us. But who amongst if, y'all? If you do it as a recreational drug and you're not like hooked and stuff, you know, yeah, have you're fun, just having whatever. fun. Do you think? Whatever, have man. a good time. You know. Hey, we drink beer. Exactly. On a who the fuck? Exact. Who are we to judge? We are not. You know? We are none to judge. We are none to judge. And with that, uh, <laughs> he is. He's looking in a mirror. He ends up wandering and, and looking in a mirror. Uh, like a, a, a floor to ceiling mirror, actually. And um, lo and behold, who does he see in the mirror? Who does he see? He sees the candy man. He sees the candy man. But it's not the candy man we know. It's not. Uh, no. Is it Tony Todd? Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Tony not, Todd, the legend. Not, Tony Todd. It's not Tony Todd. It, it's the, <laughs> the person we saw in the flashback. Yeah. Uh, from earlier on. And, uh, you know, he has the hook on his hand. Yeah. Or hook for a hand, I should say. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's got the jacket on. He is. He's the candy man. He is the candy man. And uh, but he he is literally he's literally Anthony's reflection. Yeah. So it's it's a very well choreographed kind of like movement thing of him being like what is yeah. happening well also alluding to this isn't just the candy man is back but the candy man is trying to possess him yeah it's a, it's a possession it's not just uh he's out here murdering folks yeah. and because the original movie was he was back and <clears throat> he was upset that his legend was not being was not being respected basically right. like the mythos of the candy man the way that it continues this evil spirit needs to be respected mm -hmm. and that was the point so he comes back to start murdering well, people well it needs to be told yes. and i think that's an important link to some of the themes happening right, right. With the end of this movie absolutely absolutely yeah. uh and people need to know 
who he is, why he is what he is, and also to fear his legend. That's right. the point. So he comes back and starts murdering so that people remember that. And then he falls in love with Helen, which uh, I get. She was hot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the actress who played Helen Lyle. 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 Um, Oscar nominated. She got an Oscar nomination for uh, Sideways, the uh, Paul Giamatti oh, wow. uh, wine movie. Oh, yeah, much yeah, yeah. further. Yeah. Much further along in their career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Yep, yep, oh, yep, good yep, for her. I was just, uh, you know, doing my wiki as one does. Hey. Yeah, found that and I was like, Imagine what this podcast would be if we just did some research. <laughs> Imagine where Crazy. we would be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. That's part of it. Is that, like, that's the original concept. Mm -hmm. Now, this concept is, is a possession thing, which is different, which I could see why some, like, older fans were like, this is not what it was right it's a little and, different and you know if if you're watching a Candyman movie you kind of show up for tony todd you know i think we're gonna get to that later but yeah 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 i will just say just drop that little tidbit I'm a little disappointed that he only made a cameo i thought yeah for sure that yeah. uh yeah. i wanted more tony todd of he's course. the fucking man <laughs> so good and i just i just wanted so more tony todd yeah i mean even the he says two words yeah and i'm like oh so good yeah, yeah I just we'll get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put a lid on it. Anyway, so <laughs> Put a lid on. he he sees himself as the Candyman. Um, obviously freaked out. Cuts to her coming out of the bathroom or wherever she was, and uh, he looks back in the mirror and, and it's him again. And so you know we kind of think, okay, well that that weird trip's over. It's fine. And then it cuts to far away like a yeah it starts the camera pans out from her that's apartment. right that's such a good shot too it's really it good slowly shot. pans out very slowly further and further mm -hmm. away can i say it's my favorite shot in the movie i mean it, it really is i it i i made a mental note uh-huh that it's my favorite it's shot in the so movie. good such a good shot yeah uh yeah so it it starts going further and further away and you see just, like, in the smallest, uh, uh, like, little cube you can possibly think of in, in the frame, she gets stabbed and pulled across yeah. the, the, the window. Yeah. The, like, uh, you know, wall-sized wall window in her, her plush apartment. And you see this blood streak just... Yeah, <laughs> man. She gets her shit rocked. Yeah. So, uh, the Candyman's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and from there, um, let's see. Where, where do we go from there? He, I know he gets invited to the dinner party. So he, he, he was already invited to the party. He was supposed to go to the party. From, he, yeah, from, from the, the interview. Because yeah. his girlfriend's like originally kind of upset that he can't make it, right? But he's like, I'll do the interview and I'll come right over. Yeah. And so he does come over. Yeah. But he's clearly shooken up. Yeah. And so he, he, he gets there. He's acting weird. He's really edgy, like on uh, not edgy. He's on edge. <laughs> it's really on edge. Looking edge lord. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Um, and so he um, he ends up freaking out at yeah. the party, and he runs away from there. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And and everyone's like, what, "What's wrong with this guy?" And he, where does he go from there? He goes to see uh, – no, he goes home. He goes home, and he starts freaking out. She leaves. Right. Uh, well, they do the – they finish the dinner. She meets him back at the apartment, 
and he's freaking out. So she gets home and she sees the paintings mm-hmm. of all of the past Candyman. That's the first time she sees that. Yeah, because he's so, been busy. He's been busy working, uh, you know, like doing his paintings. She's left him to do his thing. Yeah. She comes back and find like they're covered. Yeah. And she unveils them and yeah. is like, what have you been doing? Right. And she's like, what is all of this? And he's like, you're not supposed to see all of this. At this point, he is now realizing that something supernatural is going yeah. on. So he tells her, I fucked up. Yeah. And uh, she starts to do the Candyman thing to disprove yeah. that it's not you're, you're, it's all in your head. He breaks the glass. She freaks out. Yeah. Because. Sure. You know. <laughs> As you would. Yeah. And, and she, at this point, she thinks he's having like a mental breakdown. Yes. Like, Which, by the way, we didn't mention, but parallels her father, who she discovers. Right. He kills himself. He, yeah. he jumps out of a window. And he was also an artist. Yeah. This is important for her story. She He jumps out. He, he She comes in. It's a flashback scene. We get another flashback. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, what's up, Pop? What are you doing? He's like, I bet you didn't know your father could fly. And he jumps out the window and kills yeah. himself. So she saw her dad kill herself. That's right. a pretty important yes. theme that right. we're wrestling right. with. Yeah. Mental so, health. So now she is with a struggling, another str- mentally struggling artist. Mm-hmm. She fears um, the worst. Yeah. And she dips it. Yeah. She goes to her brother. Yeah. Talks to him about everything that's been happening. Yeah. Um, and they decide that they're going to come back to the apartment, mm-hmm. take her stuff mm-hmm. so she can get out of the apartment. Yeah. And he can just get whatever But he's he gone at this point. At right. this point, he has gone to see his mother. <sighs> yes. And now that's where... so his mother has been alluded to throughout the movie right we don't see her he's banging on an apartment door she opens up the door and who do we see vanessa williams from the original movie Anne marie mccoy was her name in the original movie Mm mm-hmm and uh she looks great she looks i'm glad you said that (laughs) i'm glad you said that because i thought the same thing and i was like she looks amazing. She's she, in her. She's almost sixty at this point. And no, she, no, she's fifty nine now. She looks amazing. She looks like they de-aged her. Yeah, dude, <laughs> she looks it's almost distracting. Yes, yes, how good she looks exactly for her age, dude. It, it's like it's, it's incredible. Like, how can she be his mom? He could be dating. <laughs> yes, her. she looks great. She looks so good. It's incredible. I, I was, I as soon as I saw, it, I was so I googled. I was looking at the cast mm-hmm. and I was looking at pictures and I was like. I was look. I was on Google going, dude. She looks incredible. Yeah. And then she pops up on the movie, and I was like, Oh, oh my god, <laughs> she looks so good. Yeah, yeah. She looks she almost looks amazing. distractingly good for her age. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So we we get the uh, reveal that our artist <laughs> Anthony the entire time was that kid. Yes. In the in the original From the first movie, movie that was the saved, baby who was. Uh, Abducted by the Candyman mm-hmm. and then saved uh, by uh, what's her face? <clears throat> Helen. Helen. Um, so yeah, there's an obvious connection there, and I mean, very similar to like the the Nightmare on Elm Street series, where it's like there's this legend that we as parents have tried to ignore and tried to forget about and tried to kind of blank out of the history books in order to 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 stop it. 
from happening again. Yeah. And that's kind of what they did uh, with in Cabrini Green, which is well, like, it worked. It did. It did. It did work, but eventually it was unearthed again. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, almost fatefully by the kid that was involved in the in the beginning yeah. of it all. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, she's apologizing, saying, you know, I, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you the truth. We we're trying to hide it from you, so you didn't have to <clears throat> to to deal with this sort of trauma in your life. Another theme, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But but, but we just dis- we basically we discover that. He brought the Candyman back. Yeah. That he had been dormant for 30 years. Yeah. And unbeknownst to him, he has now restarted these killings. Right. Digging and, into it has brought him back. Yeah. Well, doing the Candyman thing, doing yeah. the, the mirror thing, and digging in, and, and, and um, fate has brought him back to Cabrini Green. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other thing that gets revealed is he keeps saying, I was born on the south side of Chicago. He finds out when he goes to the hospital right. that he was actually born in Cabrini Green yeah. or, or in the hospital closest to Cabrini Green. Yeah, Cabr- I, I did a little research on Cabrini Green, the real one. It's in near north side Chicago. So there you go. I mean, that that is uh, yeah. a ways away from where he thought right. he was born. Right. Um, and so that also starts to get that's also starts to allude to the fact that, like, oh, he's more important to yeah. this this myth and he realizes and at this point like he's full tilt like he's losing it yes the reason he went to the hospital is because his arm looks like shit <laughs> yeah. he's oh all, yeah he's all fucked oh, up i mean he's he's getting like the little welts the little yeah. oh so it, it looks like a, a honeycomb <laughs> his, yeah it's all yeah, fucked up it's, it's disgusting nasty. yeah it was gross it was really yeah, nasty yeah. i thought when he was picking at it that he and i'm kind of i'm a little disappointed that they didn't do this i thought he was picking at the wound and then he was gonna like leave DNA behind when he mur- when when Candyman murders uh, the critic. I see. Okay. But uh, no, they use that as a device to wrap his hand and start making the allegories. Il- yeah. to the uh, illusion to the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is good too. Sure. But I thought I, I don't know. Maybe well, that's you just know, me. his hand could have like <laughs> literally fallen off. Instead of that what they did. Good. Instead of yeah, what they did was a little. A little <laughs> Anyway, but so. let's get to it because we're at forty-seven. Minutes, okay, so let's. I'm get sorry. To it, we need to give our. I'm sorry. Thoughts. Okay, look. From here on, I'm going to speed round. Okay, forgive me. Um. So he finds out the information. He runs back to Cabrini Green, right? Uh huh. And to confront uh uh Burke William Burke Rice right right I said Rice 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 uh to confront him. And how does he? How does he get him? How does he get him? They don't show. It so just, he yeah. so he goes back to Cabrini Green, and at this point, he has basically sorry, he's uh, resigned himself to his fate. His fate. He, yeah, he fucked up, and right. so he just goes back to the neighborhood. At this point, he's in like a fugue state. Yeah, and uh, uh, Burke just just snatches him up yeah they don't show that he's just there in the church with him because burke is is the only one who really knows what's going on yeah and he he goes to him basically you know for protection you could say yeah anyway so uh his girlfriend brianna is worried about him Mm -hmm. obviously uh and ends up how does she know to go to Bree? She uh, finds to his. She finds the pen. He's he's talked about the laundromat. He says Burke at the laundromat. She finds the pen that gives her the 
motivation to go to Cabrini Green, yes. find the laundromat, find Burke. Yes. And, and so then, she goes to do that. <clears throat> she ends up getting snatched up. Yeah. She wakes up, tied up. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out this Burke fella, not such a good guy. Not the greatest dude. Not uh, such a good guy. Uh, his own mind is warped. He, he wants to bring back the Candyman. Yeah. He almost, like, worships the Candyman in a way. Yeah, so, like, he basically, the the way that it's framed is that he he wants people to continue to respect the legend of the Candyman. And he wants, like, you know, this, they keep alluding to the gentrification and that, sure. like, there's no respect for the neighborhood. Yeah, they're forgetting. And, like, these, these people, these white people who are coming in and destroying these, these neighborhoods just to build them back up. They don't respect the myth, the legend of Candyman. They don't even know who he is. They right. don't, you know, nobody's heard these stories. It's, it's, it's bad for them to, to even acknowledge there were murders there. They, yeah. They just want to demolish and build up. Right. And so his idea is like, if we, if we can get another Candyman, we can continue the story, the right. myth, the legend. So his entire drive is to create a new Candyman. He's trying to create a new Candyman. Right. With, with, uh, and he, I guess he starts to see what's happening with, Anthony mm-hmm. and he's like when well, he also I I don't know if he knows that he's the baby I don't know either I I, I, I don't remember hearing a line that alluded to him knowing no, that he's the baby but I, but again all this is very like no it, never mind he does know he's the baby he does say he, there is something he says that's like yeah brought it, fate brought him back to right, the neighborhood right, right. And he does know that he's right, the baby. Right. Essentially, he's been waiting for him to come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he'd I'm been glad there we the said entire that because time. Because that's pretty important. <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> People who watch the movie would be like, good. "You missed a huge part." Of that <laughs> good catch. Good catch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, you know they're 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 tied up. Uh, Burke ends up cutting off Anthony's hand. Yeah. and putting the the uh, cook yeah. in there in order to continue the. The legacy of Candyman. Yeah. Uh, mean you, me, meanwhile, at this time, Anthony's entire like left side, he's he, he's like two faces. Oh, it's done, so, at yeah. this point, <laughs> his, yeah. his arm is all fucked up. His face is getting fucked up. Like it looks like a, an infection spreading. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like a honeycomb, and it's really gross looking. It's very gross. very disgusting. Um. So. We. F- <laughs> There's still a semblance of Anthony in there, though. Yeah, he's still somewhat conscious, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> and he kind—you can tell—he kind of realizes what's happening out of his own control. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, let's see. Help me out. At that point, so from that point, he sh- he, he he turns him into Candyman physically. Right. right. She escapes. He chases after her, Burke. And she murders Burke with the pen that she freed herself with. Yes. She stabs him to death. Right. But why are the cops on the way? Burke had called the cops and was like, oh, so, my God, the fucking guy you're looking yes. for. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. In order to find him and them to make the Candyman legend happen. So he is basically creating this legend of another black man being gunned down by police he right. said he's he, setting it he up. knows that this is what's about to happen right like right. that's what they're gonna do they're gonna right. storm the hood they're gonna find this guy right with the hook and he's been murdering Blame white him people, for the murders that and have they're been happening they're just gonna gun him it's down. gonna happen again yeah and therefore the Candyman legend will continue right um but and it, that's <laughs> what happens yes 
So she escapes, kills him with the the pen that mm-hmm. was uh, alluded to earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. which very good, awesome. <clears throat> and the cops come back, murder him mm-hmm. in cold blood. In cold blood, he's laying down on the ground, right. defenseless, and they yeah. shoot him. They they do the classic stop resisting, yeah, mag dump, mm-hmm. uh, and, and she somehow comes out unscathed, yeah, uh, at least physically, yeah. <laughs> And so she's in the back of the the cop car. She, you know, he he the 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 cop in there is interrogating her essentially and saying like, "Tell us what happened." No, he's saying he you're going to be involved. If no, you don't. so what he's doing is he is saying this is how this is two ways that we can play this. Your boyfriend stood up and attacked my officer, or you were an accomplice. Either right. way, you're either going to jail or. Uh, uh, well, no, that's that. That's it. You're going to jail, Either or you're, you're going to you're jail, going to j- or you're going to jail. No, you're going to jail, or you can be free. How do you want to play this? Right, Your right. boyfriend attacked my officer. Yeah. You're going to lie. Be our witness, or, or we're going to yeah. lie, and you're going to jail for the rest of your life. Right. So at that point is when she finally goes. All right, fuck it. It's Candyman time. <laughs> so she goes, "Can I? Can I see myself in the mirror real quick?" And he goes, "What?" <laughs> Okay, and puts the the uh, rearview mirror down a little bit so she can see herself, and she does four Candyman's, hmm. and then he looks at himself and goes, "Candyman, yeah," and lo and behold, the Candyman appears, wreaks havoc on all the cops. Yeah, unlocks the door. She comes out. That's when we finally, 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 finally get our Tony Todd cameo. Yeah. Where the the bees surround him, it comes out, and what does he say? Tell everyone. Mm-hmm. That's all he says. Tell yeah. everyone. Yep. And that's it. And then credits. Yeah. Well, no. Then we get one of the most affecting scenes I've seen in a movie this year, which are the shadow puppets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Incredible incredibly and and honestly maybe the reason why i i want to include this in our series uh mostly other than you know it's it's a good movie overall but the last segment of this uh, it can be a short on its own and it it ends it on such a an interesting like deep note that shows all of the candy men that have come before which in in this thank you which in this in this world is is essentially Candyman exists now as a vengeful spirit for the unjust treatment <clears throat> of black people yeah like that's uh, I, that, that's that's what he is and yeah to see I mean some of these stories true um, I looked it up the first three stories that the puppets do no. are real stories. Right. One is uh, that that child, the, the the one who's riding his bike, is a real story about right. a kid who was accused of killing a white woman or mm-hmm. white girl. White girl, yeah. Senses to death. And then, obviously, years later, they were like, oh, that was a wrongful death. They just, yeah. huh, no shit. Uh, the one guy uh, was dragged um, by that pickup truck. Mm-hmm. They found that guy. Um, 
and uh they uh yeah he he that one was really fucked up yeah yeah um he uh he yeah that one was really fucked up yeah those those three stories are real yeah well yeah please don't (laughs) (laughs) but that's the thing though is like upon finishing the movie i'm like that was a good that was good like fable you know and then watching those like i don't know about you but like my heart sank watching the the little vignettes essentially yeah i mean i i that's that's why I couldn't get through explaining it because it, yeah. it really it got me emotional. I was yeah because at first I was like these these feel real yeah and then I looked it up and then well, I looked I, at those I, I read the stories and it got me even yeah. more emotional because well, I, like, I had real. I had known the story already about the kid I I'd read about that in the past mm-hmm. and and seeing that depicted I was like oh that's what this is going for yeah I get it now yeah and um yeah i mean uh, just watch it i i feel like that that credit sequence is is sort of a masterpiece of its own it, it is in the way that like um you know like the first 10 minutes of up are like really effective yeah i feel like this this last like credit sequence is it, uh, its own thing you yeah. know it, it can stand alone as its own like uh short film in a way yeah, you know, so I think it ended in the strongest way it possibly could. Yeah, let alone with like you know the Tony Todd feature and all all that stuff. Like was really cool as like a fan, but then getting into that more serious, real uh, aspect of this story kind of hit home in a way that you know didn't feel exploitive and didn't feel um, just tacked on. It felt true to the themes that they were trying to tell the entire time yeah which is why i think it works um so yeah that's how it caps off and uh how do you feel about (laughs) Candyman 2021 yeah i was thoroughly impressed by the movie i was very surprised having finally watched it hearing some of the things that people were saying about it people that i know who weren't really digging it. And I think it's because they they were looking for like a straight up slasher horror sure. movie and weren't really looking into the commentary of the film. Which is funny because they those people missed the commentary of the first film. Right. And so Which was there. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. It right. was definitely there. I mean, not as overt. And I guess I could see why some people would think that this one is a little little too preachy. Preachy's like a word that I don't want to use, but pretty it is it is kind of preachy. If yeah. it, it's just it it's um it's hard to balance social commentary and a horror movie. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, horror uh, as a genre generally is one that's used to exploitation. Yeah. Especially people of color. You know. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> hacky and it's and it's. But that's the charm of of all. And and I did find it refreshing that, uh, and when we get to another movie on my list, Hmm. (laughs) we can talk more about this. But the fact that it turns it on its head, the the traditional conventions of, you know, the the black guy dying first. Yeah, it's only white people that die in the movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We missed the entire. Except for uh, Anthony. Sure. But he's a sacrifice. Yeah. But we, and. Excuse me. Mind you, we missed an entire scene of. Oh, we glossed over the girls, the high yeah, school the girls. High school That's girls. right. That's which, right. Which 
goes to say was an unnecessary scene. It was, yes, it was. It, it, was, it meant nothing. Yeah, it, it felt almost like a uh, like a web movie that they would put out as a promotion for the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had just nothing to do with the, the narrative, I mean, really. I, I guess the only thing that you can say is that it adds to the legend of the Say My Name piece. Sure, how it's, how it's spreading. How it's spreading amongst yeah, the yeah. city. Sure. Yeah, that even like little white high school girls are doing yeah. it. I'll I did really it. appreciate that, like, it leans so much into we're only killing white people in this movie that like there's a black girl that comes into the bathroom and she's like in the stall and obviously it's super traumatizing yeah. for all that shit to happen to yeah. her but she survives and all the little white girl oh oh i don't know if you caught this it's like six girls doing the candy man yeah. thing and then the only ethnic person yeah. is like fuck the, this the asian, the asian girl's asian like girl goes, i'm out no <laughs> Fucking dude, I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard that she was like, No. I'm glad I'm glad you caught that because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, Yeah. Yeah, it was so but, good. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like even um uh Brianna when when, oh, when, when she her brother's starting like you wanna hear a ghost story? And she she's goes, like, No. Nope. Don't want to hear it. Mm-mm. And then when she's looking for Anthony, she goes to the uh laundromat. Yeah. What is going on with this fucking thing? Oh, it's loose. That's why. There's a moment where she's looking for him. She opens the door to the attic of the laundromat. Yeah. No lights. And she goes, <laughs> nope. Nope. And closes <laughs> the door and just keeps looking for him yes. in, in the fucking broad daylight. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. man. Because yeah. no one's, especially black people, are not going down there. Absolutely not. I loved it. I Absolutely love some not. of that shit, man. Yeah, some yeah. of that, I was like, man, this is fucking spot on, dude. This is spot on. And yeah. that's 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 the kind of writing that I think you get with uh, Jordan Jordan Peele. Sure, he he you know I think he's sometimes beholden to the genre, but I think what makes him so effective is that he comes from a perspective of you obviously can't do it. You obviously can't make a super hyper realistic horror movie because a hyper realistic horror movie is someone going, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. I'm calling the police. Yeah. I'm going to sit in my kitchen. I'm going to turn on all the lights. And if the lights go out, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to like, it, you yeah. know, real people don't do the things that people do right. in horror movies. Well, and, and that comes into play too with uh, Brianna's character when she just stabs the hell out of him with that right. pen. Right. You know, like normally you'd picture her, running and screaming until she trips and falls and then and then suddenly the the bad guys on top of her yeah you know no 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 she takes her opportunity she doesn't she doesn't just go ah and run away no she she stabs and stabs and <laughs> yeah. stabs until he's dead she is 100 percent the realest character in yeah, the movie she's she's capable which yeah. is rare for a spe- especially a female character in a movie a yeah. horror movie, I should say. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that really refreshing. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, it could still work as a horror movie without those conventions. You yeah. know, and, and in fact, it was a, a refreshing turn for the genre. I think uh, definitely there were some things in the. In, I, I watched it by myself late at night. Usually I'm a pussy and I get creeped out really easily. This movie wasn't scary quote unquote sure it was creepy mm-hmm. it was a good thriller but it wasn't scary sure and uh i appreciate that they did certain things that it worked from an artistic standpoint that it wasn't it wasn't horrifying there, like, there's some movies where the the point is to 
disturb you in a way that it sits with you for a really long time but it's the imagery that sits with you yeah with this movie what sits with you is the social commentary right and which i was going to say is like in a weird way i found that last you know five minute segment the uh, of the credit sequence like more horrifying than anything that was in the movie before it yeah you know, like that that scared me more than anything else because it's real you yeah know? and and even yeah. if the story itself is not 100 percent accurate you know things like that have happened you know of of that nature well uh, i mean shit from 2019 to 2022 i mean i'm it's the the stuff that they allude to in the movie just it it just <clears throat> it's very arresting imagery with basically they're they're saying that you know these injustices that happen to black people happen all the time and these vengeful spirits are created because of these injustices sure and at the end there is that scene where um in in the puppet show where they all become candy men mm. right and they all exact all. their revenge right yeah and then they rise up and then another crowd rises up behind them and another and another and another and it becomes like this infinite you see it's endless yeah yeah and that part was the most affecting yeah to send, me send, send a shiver down my spine yeah yeah because it's like it's just a perpetual thing that continues to happen and i think that i think that the cop killing anthony in the end was a a tad bit hacky because yeah. he was laying on the ground in her arms and he just runs in and just like unloads on a yeah. on a guy laying on the ground sure. but i say that because that was my initial thought mm -hmm. and then the more that i thought about it the more that like i don't know to, sorry to get into like a real story but there was that story about the guy who was the caretaker of the guy who was schizophrenic and he was he was not having a good day and the cops get called, and this guy's out there uh, not having a good day. And right. the caretaker, it's a black man, he sits down. He lays on the ground with his hands up, yep. and he's like, I I, I, I understand what, what the – I know what you guys are here for. I just want to let you know, you know, I'm his caretaker. Right. He's schizophrenic. He, you know, this, this is the situation. Right. And they still shoot him like three or four times. Yeah. While he's laying on the ground with his hands in right. the air, they still shoot him. So you can – like my initial thought is that that's a hacky thing to do in the movie, but it actually happens in real life. And so it's it's hard when, – when I see critics who are like, ah, oh, it's kind of exploitive and it's like, sure. you know, it's like – but is it but though? Is it, right. Because these things are actually happening. Well, and you say that and there's a character named Brianna and you think – Brianna, Brianna Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So – yeah, so it's just like, man, how 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 on the nose and how hacky is it really when these things are actually happening to people? And this is just a reflection of those things as opposed to a metaphor or some kind of allegory or something. It literally it's just we're retelling these in the frame of this horror movie. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, I I will say from the from a like a, a moviegoer standpoint taking you know <clears throat> some some of the uh the 
I guess some of the point of the movie away and just looking at it as a film. The final third of the movie, super rushed. Mm, mm, mm. This is one of the few times. Are we that- getting into cons now? Pros, cons. We're getting into cons. We're going to get into cons. Have we uh, said enough about pros yet? That's a good point. Um, Just run down the list of pros real quick. Sure. I mean, I, I thought Yaya Abdul-Mateen, as usual, was great. No, he's I th- incredible. I, I thought he was a great lead for this. Waiting uh, for his big movie. Yeah. Because yeah. the guy's been on fire. Sure. Yeah. I Everything mean, he keeps done. getting work, as he should. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, I think I think he was great in this. Um, he does this great thing where he's stone cold for like the majority of it. he's like the coolest fucking guy on the planet and then when he needs to he rises to the occasion emotionally yeah which i think he's fantastic yeah at. yeah Agreed. you could see a lot of that in the watchman series oh he's yeah fantastic course, in that course. and then when would, he needs to i would be remiss to not mention the watchman series yeah 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 go watch it if oh, you're yeah. a watchman fan yeah yeah, yeah. please it, it's great yeah, it's great. I, I'm gonna rewatch that soon. Actually, yeah. it was yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, okay. So he's he's a major plus. I mean, even in that cameo, de-aged Tony Todd is just so, <laughs> it's just so good. Man. Good. Oh my so good. god, he's incredible. A horror I, icon. I I appreciate how they used the new Candyman to uh, tell the story of like this basically generational trauma mm-hmm. which i thought was a fantastic uh way to to do that yeah but i just kind of wish it was still tony todd man yeah. I, honestly like i just uh and that maybe maybe that's nostalgia but maybe i just really think it's just tony todd's so good yeah i wanted to see more of him. well you know i think it's tough logistically because obviously tony todd's an older man now they couldn't dh him the entire time probably with the budget they had and you know uh, I, I think that's probably where that decision came out of. But I honestly, though, how much de-aging was necessary? Really? Like, do you think watching it, would you have been ripped out of the movie if he was older than what he looked in 1992? No, and I think they could have shot around it because yeah, he could have been, been in the shadows. shadows. Yeah, he could. <laughs> uh, you know, you hear his voice. Yeah. I think that would have been cool, but I think for the story that uh, you know they were that Nita Costa especially was trying to to tell, they needed another Candyman in there. Yeah, know, to, but to make just, it this. I just thing. think that it's kind of unfair to the actor who plays the new Candyman because. Tony Todd gets so much screen time in the first one. Sure. He is allowed to be an iconic yeah. villain. He's like Pinhead. You yeah. know, like he is he is Candyman. Yeah. And if you are, let's say they wanted to turn this into a series, mm-hmm. I understand that Yaya would be the new Candyman. Sure. But the guy playing Sherman, the 70s Candyman, yeah. he just he's so caked in uh um, makeup from from bees. the beating that he's so kicked in <laughs> bees and honey. Uh, you can't even recognize the guy. Yeah. You can't see his face as much as you'd sure. like to. He doesn't get the chance to be an icon. He's just used as a device. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, you know, I think he was fantastic for what he was asked to do. But if they were ever to do another Candyman, like I don't want to see him again because I don't even know. Like he's not an iconic character. Tony Todd is an icon. He's a great actor, and sure. so what he does in the first one, he's iconic in. 
know what I mean? Yeah. Yaya is great in the first one. And if they were to do another one, if they were to do a series and use him as the Candyman, yeah. he'd be, I think he could like reach the heights sure, of Tony yeah, Todd. Of course. And so, uh, I just think it's a, I think they kind of, uh, it's unfair to the guy, the actor who plays Sherman to be caked in this makeup and to only get these glimpses of, of, uh, screen time. Um, and he does, he does a, a lot with the screen time. Oh yeah. He's, he's given. a super tragic character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very sad. Very sad. Very tragic character. And he does what he can with the screen time that he's given. I just think it's unfair, uh, when you look at the grand scheme sure. not giving the face time yeah well you know maybe if they do a sequel they can kind of you know refigure it so that he is his regular face yeah as the character yeah, he you just know? doesn't he just doesn't get any creepy monologues Takes he doesn't get off. any like no he's just he's basically a zombie in the yeah. movie he's yeah, just yeah, a yeah. zombie yeah and and you know i i could uh, this is my pitch okay i'm here okay. i'm for, listening for a sequel do it you do candy men candy men and it's like all of the Candyman, the army of Candyman. Yeah, and and uh, make it almost like a thirteen ghosts type situation. Ooh, okay. Where they're all like doing their own thing. Uh huh. But they're all these vengeful spirits. Yeah. You know. And uh, how do you combat four or five different vengeful Candymen? People uh, didn't even know what to do with one of them. I don't know if you can. It's it's a wave of vengeful spirits. So I yeah. think that'd be good. I think that'd be good uh, commentary. Yeah. I think that'd be uh, interesting. Interesting take. Yeah. Uh, any more pros? No. None. <laughs> None. Not one. Fuck it. No. No, no. Had, had really good direction uh, by Nia DaCosta. And uh, I am now a bit more excited about the Marvels because yeah. of this. Because I, I thought she had a really good eye. Um, like we said, some really... Uh, some really good shots that stick with you. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Let's go to cons. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, last, about third of the film, super rushed. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first times, I, I, I will say, I kind of wish this story was told over a series mm -hmm. instead of a movie. Mm -hmm. I think it could have mm -hmm. done with mm -hmm. a bit more extrapolation. Mm -hmm. You know, a little mm -hmm. bit more of a slow burn of... of our hero suddenly getting possessed and like a, a slower burn of him kind of turning into the candy man mm -hmm. and uh, a bit more backstory, a uh, bit more time to flesh out these characters. <clears throat> um, because I mean, especially William Burke, his turn is like within milliseconds. Yes. Like, Sudden and out of nowhere. I agree with you one million percent on that one. That he is he goes from being the basically the like truth teller sage of the story yeah. to immediately he's the villain and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah that How? that that was uh that was too jarring of a turn yeah. to make sense. That right. was too much. Yeah. Right, I right. agree with that. So that that's my I would say my biggest gripe with the movie is that it rushes itself in that last at least quarter yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of the movie. But other than that, you know, I, I, I think it did pretty well. I think there's some stuff with the social commentary that's a little too lackadaisical, for lack of a better word. Okay. The stuff about gentrification yeah. is uh, smart, and I understand what they're doing. I mean, 
even in Orlando where we're seeing we're seeing that with some with some neighborhoods sure. and yeah. I mean it's happening all over the country and uh, I think that they allude to it mm-hmm. but I don't think they do a good enough job of really showing us the devastation of gentrification when it comes to these communities. Sure. Yeah. Because when we are introduced to uh uh Cabernet Green, we are introduced to this basically it looks abandoned. Yeah. And then it's, it's behind like fences. And he has to jump a fence to even get to the neighborhood. Yeah. And then homie who runs the laundromat, Burke, he's like, yo, what's up? And he's like in the middle of but you're like, wait. He's the only person there. Right. Yeah. So then you get to the laundromat and then there's people who are washing their clothes in the laundromat. And you're like, where do they live? Yeah. Because that project looks like it's ready to be demolished. Yeah. So what the fuck is it's kind of confusing. Yeah. And I think that they could have done a better job of illustrating gentrification literally. Yeah. As opposed to talking about it. They talk about it well enough that you understand why it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, it would be better to um, physically see it. Sure. See what they're talking about. Well, have, maybe have some more residents of Cabrini Green. Yeah. The fact that he's the only one is it's kind of weird. It is weird. It's yeah. weird, and 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 it also it gives this it gives this creepy, um, lonely, desperate vibe. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of the point, but at the same time, then don't talk about gentrification. Sure. If you are trying to allude to the fact that part of the problem is uh, is these these communities being destroyed for you know white gain, don't allude to that. If the other theme is desperation and loneliness and and and, and all these other things, yeah, you can't do both. Sure, you know or, what I mean? or you could point it out by like having one of those laundromat patrons being like. Yeah, you know, me and Burke are the only two that are left here. Yes. You know, I, all, I remember all, exactly. the 80s. I That's used to be all here. you need. That's all you need is one other character to kind of allude to, you know, I look around and I see everybody moving out or getting kicked out or blah, blah, blah. Just some, yeah. just one guy, one other guy to kind of let you know uh, what, what's, what's happening here. Because, yeah. you know. That critic was kind of, you know, she was, she was a fucking bitch. But it's like, <laughs> like what she's saying is like. You are dealing with a thing that has been touched on a million times before. What are you trying to say about gentrification? Sure. And it kind of is a reflection of the movie itself. What are you trying to say about gentrification? Mm -hmm. You can acknowledge that it's a bad thing. Every time that I talk about white, every time that I talk to rather white liberals, we all acknowledge that gentrification is a bad thing. What are we doing about it? Yeah. What can we do about it? Is there anything that we can do about it? Right. You know what I mean? Those are the those are the questions that need to be asked in 2021, 2022 is like we all know that it's a bad thing. Right. What can we do about it? Yeah. So this movie is like or at very least, why is it bad? Right. right. Truly, why is it bad? You and, know. And and we only get that we get this short it's a throwaway line yeah it's a throwaway line about why it's good and why it's bad right very simplified very very light yeah but then we move on to the horror aspects of the movie so it's like it's i appreciate the attempt sure 
But sometimes it's like less is more. Well, the larger, you could have just stuck with the Candyman stuff. You could have stuck with the injustices that black men face. You could have just stuck with that. The right. gentrification stuff was like felt a little shoehorned sure, after the sure. fact because you're little, like a little extra. On yeah, because you yeah. at, at the end at the end of the day you're like okay, so what did that really have to do with the yeah. movie itself? Right. Nothing. You know, I, I think it may have just been because that was the reality of what was happening in real life. Yeah. That they just felt the need to address it. But at the same time, you're right. I, I feel like it may have been a stronger movie if they would have stuck with that theme of like the Candyman is an allegory of trauma. Yeah. And, and violence in this culture. Yeah. Um, so he and, and that could have got us back to Tony Todd because right. we don't need to have a literal thing happen. If he is a metaphor for black trauma. Sure. We don't need to have a literal. But thing. I will say, I think <laughs> as a non-black person, <laughs> um, it is it is more effective that we do see that this is a story told not just in, you know, the late 1800s with Tony Todd's character. Uh, it, it is one that has happened time and time again. And and in our given timeline destined to t happen time and time again right, for, right, for right. generations right you know like to show the generational trauma i think in a, a literal form was effective at least yeah. for me yeah 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 so. and no it is it is it is very effective the way that they did it um so i i, I you know i'm just trying to figure out a way to get to get tony top more screen time of course yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, the I just think that the gentrification stuff is kind of uh, it's too throwaway, to too be lightly important. touched on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. So I think they that that's a whole. I mean, the the movie is not that long, and back to your point, they could have spent more time fleshing out the possession aspect. Mm -hmm. They could have spent more time fleshing out like uh, what Anthony has to do with all of this stuff and everything. They could have just ex. They could have annexed all of the gentrification stuff. To spend more time on his possession. Yeah. So you get a better balanced horror movie with social commentary. Well, sure. And, and make it a thing of like once you're once you are given that um, history, uh, you're given that information of trauma of, of your family or your entire race, your history. Once you're once you're once you're hit to that knowledge, what do you do with it? You know, right. Make it a story about that. Right. You know, do you do you go immediately into violence or do you try to do something with that? Right. Uh, that is, you know, more productive or, or whatnot. That's a good question, because you know? Anthony was never even given the choice. No, he grew up once he learned how, his role in this. It was a foregone conclusion. He was never right. even given a chance he to was destined make the to choice. be the Candyman. Yeah. Which may be the story. That, that may be the uh, idea that, behind yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. There, there's no way around it. You are destined it's to be the Candyman. society that we're living in. Right. It's just, it, there's it, no way around it. Yeah. You don't have a choice. But then what are the answers? You can't you can't just keep asking questions without. But I, mean, I guess you could. Well, if the story is about this hopelessness, then yeah, that could be it, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, but what well, a sad. The answer, the answer is, and it is sad, I, I agree. The, the answer is you must keep the legend of the Candyman alive because the Candyman is the history, the yeah. real history of violence and yeah. um, uh, uh, injustice in America. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is the story that will ultimately keep you safe. Right. You know, like, right, right. You need to keep that legacy alive. 
or else we're going to, you know, forget and repeat history. Right. Uh, or or not truly find justice. I mean, there's no true justice at this point, but find some semblance of justice for the history yeah. that happened in this country. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really what you do with it. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hence, say my name. Obviously, a, a, a call for a lot of the protests that happened in recent years. Right, right, right. Um, so, that being said, how many bottle caps? How many bottle caps do we give Candyman? I would say um, not as scary as I would hope it would be. Some, some. Um, some themes that I thought were left a little unexplored. Some themes that could have been more explored. And uh, that that curator was just so terrible <laughs> that I have to dock it at least a quarter of a sure. point. I'm going to give it a... I mean, I, but I did walk away from it very, very impressed. I'm going to give it a five. Five out of six. I'm going to give it a five. I agree. It's got a five for me as well. I was pleasantly surprised because, like you, I heard some kind of disparaging remarks about it not being uh, as good as it could have been. And, you know, a lot of people see Jordan Peele's name on something and are like, oh, it's a Jordan Peele movie. And yeah. It's, like, it's not a Jordan Peele movie. No. But um, he's a co writer and a producer. He's right. not, this isn't like a Jordan Peele joint. Right, right. Uh, but that being said, yeah, I mean, I was impressed. Again, the the commentary that was addressed, I feel they did a good job with. And uh, I I mean, I highly recommend it for your spooky season. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I don't know, man. I think it's one of those movies that th- sometimes you, you people tell you about a, a horror movie and they're like, it fucking sucks, don't watch it. And you're like, all right, I'm going I'm to avoid it. But this one... Anybody tells you that it's like not as good as the first one, or like you know, ah, it's a little ham-fisted, or blah 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 blah. I, I just I'd say watch it and see for yourself. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty well-made movie in general. Yeah, so like even if you don't like the story told or like don't like specific actors, <laughs> I, I I think you you can't help but walk away saying yeah, it's a, it's a well-made movie. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to like it if you're one of these people who is like, I'm tired of politics and everything that I watch. It's like, all right, well, then don't watch. This movie's woke. Yeah, don't 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 watch uh, Candyman. You're not yeah. going to enjoy it. No, no. Because it is woke. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Any hooser. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about this before, but are we reviewing the beers, too, or are we just? Well, these we already did. did. Right. So do we? I don't know. <clears throat> to me, I feel like we don't. Let's not. Let's not. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Let's just say uh, generally how we felt about them. Generally, I feel a little fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> generally, I feel like uh, I have a little. I'm a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like my eyes have slowly <laughs> closed more and more every minute of this episode. I feel like I'm uh, like. Uh, maybe like 45 minutes in, I was like talking very <laughs> deliberately. Uh, so. This feels like the end of most nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So have one of these if you want to feel like the end of your yeah. night is about, you know, half an hour in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, uh, 
I would only suggest that if you want if you wanted to do something with a really high ABV, sure. if you're looking for something to enjoy, to yeah. drink, to have a good time with, I would not suggest it. I don't think it's that good. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't think it's that good, honestly. Yeah. It, it, it's it, too uh, much. It's too yeah, much. It's, it's, too much. It, it's, it's just too much. Too much. Um, I get I get what they're doing. I get the whole thing, and now the one twenty minute has become this thing of legend and yeah, whatnot, yeah. and it comes back every year, like blah, the Candyman himself, like the Candyman himself, right? Uh, but uh, I just don't. I I don't. It's not. It's not enjoyable. No, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, let's close this baby off. Let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, UCF is already playing. We're running late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to go. Uh-huh. But this has been the One Real In podcast. As always, Marco Dupa. What's up? And me, myself, I'm Adam Obesius Rodriguez. And I think this one, we have to say, cut! <laughs>